0: Welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite poorly scheduled Grey's Anatomy podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey.
1: And I am one of your 50% of the problem (laughs) hosts, Carmen. And it's a beautiful day to podcast. Scheduling, it's the worst. It sucks. We, we
0: just recorded a Patreon and we talked about this on there. The last couple of months have been rough. Um, and then October was just like batshit insane. And then last week specifically was like things came up. We really, it was like so last minute and it wasn't just like one thing. It was like one thing. and Everything. It okay. And there was several more things on top of that within like a 48 hour period. And it was just like, I'm, I'm, bummed that we didn't have an episode that went out but because this is a good episode I'm glad we waited because we would have been like dragging it would have just I think feel like it would have been like poor quality but we do want to both apologize to you guys because we are normally better at communicating stuff like that beforehand and thank you for your patience and like people reached out and like said like oh we understand like it was really kind and we had support and it was like really nice so we do appreciate that we are working on our schedule we don't want to have like be caught like off guard like that again. So hopefully we can like get back to having like a couple ahead of time, so that we're like ahead of schedule. So that the we most have frustrating more a way to like have lives.
1: Yeah. the The most frustrating part about our situation was we were so ahead and so responsible for that time in Florida. Yeah. And then we came back. And I think like we had said it was either on the week we got back, we didn't
0: record anything.
1: Right. Well, that was between your guys' drive back, Mm -hmm. our flight situation. Um, Then Marlo immediately got sick. So sick. And then we were going to do the episode the following week. And then Jessica's younger brother ended up having like a string of 30 seizures in Mm -hmm. a 15-hour span. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grievous fell through our egress window and had multiple seizures in a day. Um, Marlo was still sick. Marlo was still sick. I think Bennett Bennett was sick Sick
0: and stopped sleeping. So I was running on, I, I do very poorly on little sleep. It's true. um, And I had very little sleep and I like cannot function. Um, and then I was at the doctor for a very long time. Um, it's, let me tell you, it is difficult to get a one-year-old boy to pee into a bag,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but we did it like a a champion. Like a bouse, but the moral <laughs> of the story is like life has been so crazy. We really appreciate you guys, and mm-hmm. it is, and also I had a birthday. <laughs> I oh, had a birthday. Yeah. Marlo, had Marlo had a birthday. Had a birthday. Uh, it was Halloween. It was just like one thing Jessica's after the other. Jessica's
0: birthday will be happening is soon as well. Coming up.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And Scarlett's birthday is coming up.
0: Yep. And yeah, it's just been like a lot all at once. Um, so. Again, thank you guys for understanding, and also we are sorry. Um, and we will say it that because we are not men on Grey's Anatomy. We will apologize. Um,
1: yeah. So, and also, um, like, just if there is ever anything that is, like, if you want to know the most up-to-date situation, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. we That's
0: where I normally try and yes keep people informed. This is just the quickest way to reach people
1: yeah and you you did a good i appreciate that you had put out a a story an instagram story Mm -hmm. and kind of was like hey like this is the situation but here we are we're back we're here make sure to follow at Gray's academy pod on instagram at carmen.gabriel.official uh catically kelsey and also make sure if you haven't hit that button hit that five star button wherever you listen Give a rating if you go into your iTunes podcasts make sure to fill that out write us a little Pretty fun nice. ditty and we've crossed we're at we're at I think 110 total reviews over the course of Spotify and iTunes so keep them coming we really appreciate Thanks, them guys. and we have been consistently in the top 100 of uh after shows the podcasts yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate that. There's some really great shows out there that I'm, I'm flattered to be uh, a part of. So keep streaming, keep sharing, share to your Instagram stories, share to your Facebook stories, any of your friends or family who listen to this show, or if you know anyone by the name of Meredith, George, Alex, Izzy, and Christina, if you know them and that's their name, just share this podcast to them. (laughs) Uh, Um, that's, that's my, that's my request.
0: Also, we have a couple of Patreon shout outs to do. Um, I feel bad because Ashley had joined and then we didn't have a podcast that week. Um so shout out Ashley. We were both very excited out. um to see her on. And then our newest one, Callista. I hope I am saying that right. Calista. Let us know if we're not. Yeah, please do. Um and so yes, we are both we are glad both of you have joined us on Patreon and Discord. Um, and again, if you get on our Patreon, we will add you to our Discord, where we have a no-spoilies thread, as well as a uh, no-Carmen thread, which is yes. rot with spoilies.
1: Yeah, I... From what I hear, that one is truly very lit. So... <laughs> I also do have a couple of shout-outs. I have had... I'm scrolling through Instagram right now to find them, and of course instagram is deciding to be a little bit of a booty hole um pretty usual yeah so i'm just trying to find i'll i mean i'll save it for the next the second part of this episode but there's a couple of people on instagram that have that have followed me and reached out and um i had the chance to kind of pick their brain a little bit and ask them what some of their favorite parts of the show are and uh they're just really 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 just thank you. Anyone that we've met on Instagram has just been so sweet and so supportive. So I don't think I can thank you enough. Uh, it's just been a cool, just a fucking cool ass journey. Like yeah. I still am like, how how did we get so lucky to, to yeah, do it's this really podcast? Cool to
0: meet people, especially like people that just like, it's just like wild that there are people
1: all over the world
0: that yes. are listening to this. Like, yes. All over this country and all over other countries. Like I love it and it's crazy,
1: but I love it. It is crazy. And I do love it too. With that, shall we jump in? Let's shall.
0: Um, okay. So this is episode 23 of the fifth season. It is the 101st episode overall. And it is called Here's to Future Days. And that is a song.
1: It is a song. Here's to Future Days is a song by the British, they're considered pop, pop group, uh, Thompson Twins. And this was released on September 20th in 1985. 85 was a good year. Uh, Not as good as 89, right? So uh, that was a Taylor Swift reference for anyone, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this song... Uh, did pretty well actually. Uh, it was it reached as high as number eight in Australia on the uh, the uh, music charts. Reached as high as number one in New Zealand for the entire album, and it reached as high as the US Billboard Top 200. Uh, it hit number 20. So. There's a couple other places that it hit uh, single digits. In Sweden, it hit seven. In Norway, it hit number nine. In the UK, it hit number five. And this song, I gotta tell you guys, it's kind of a fucking bop. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was listening to it, and it gave me, it gave me like very, very futuristic vibes, obviously, in the title. Um, but I I enjoyed it. There were some there were some times where I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm like kind of vibing to it. I feel like it's very much it could fit into the, uh, um, the what's uh, in Tomorrowland? It could it fit into the space theme in Tomorrowland and Disney? Oh, like yeah. it was just super cool. So the song I'm giving it is a four out of five. It is a fellow, and for the first time in a long time. It has made it into the Carmen iTunes catalog, so it has been downloaded. So, I am wow, yeah, yeah, big. Wait,
0: what was the rank?
1: Is a rating. four. It's a four out of five. Four,
0: four out of five. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it's not the wow. best song I've ever heard, but it definitely but is one good. that that's, I want to come back good. to. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I think that you guys, if you like, it's a typical 80s song. So if you're sitting there and you and you just want a vibe to an '80s song, I think you'll enjoy it. So, with that, Kelsey, let's talk about an episode.
0: Let's talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. Oh. Um, so this episode was written by Alan Heinberg, and directed by Bill Deila, who is the father of the creepy, gross, awful, um, Chris. D'I- Dila, is it D- Dalia? Dahlia? D- D- Dalia Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, he sucks.
1: Yeah, he's not great. It's
0: kind of a bummer. He
1: Remember had a couple. When- he, he had a couple good bits.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and then he took a role in you, the the show you, where he was a comedian who was creepy and like preyed on underage girls. And I was like, why would you, that's what you're just doing in real life. And now you're just going to also do it in a show. That's just...
1: called, that's called meta level humor. Kelsey. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> called committing to the bit.
1: It's, it's called really yeah, hiding in plain sight is what it's so, called.
0: Yeah. It's a bummer, but um, his dad is a director, so I guess he seems nice. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on him that his kid sucks. Like it's not, I don't think he necessarily made him do that. So anyways, that's who the director is. Um, I saw the last name and I was like, maybe they're not related. And I looked into it and I was like, they are.
1: They totally are. Uh,
0: So this episode aired May 14th, 2009. Now I know last week, two weeks ago, last episode, I had said that this episode and the next episode, which is the season finale, aired together at the same time. And originally, I was like, ooh, should, can we do them separately? Like, I didn't really remember that they aired at the same time. And watching this, it's like definitely its own separate episode. Like, it's not like other finales where they are two episodes together. Um, and Ishanda had at one point even said that when they wrote and filmed it, they did not initially intend for it to be a two-part finale. So I don't feel bad about us splitting them up.
1: So well, that makes me feel better. Up,
0: yeah, yeah. That's why I really didn't push it, because I think we maybe could have made it work, but I really didn't push it because it's like, it's just not necessary. Like, they're two separate episodes. It's kind of wild to me that they aired together. It must have just been something scheduling-wise with the network. Um, So this aired to 15.58 million views. So it's a little higher, which I guess is, like, pretty typical for um, a season finale. So the Netflix synopsis is Izzy spends time with a fellow cancer patient and contemplates whether to undergo a risky surgery, which I feel like is pretty accurate. That's like, you know, some other stuff happened, but like, that's obviously like the biggest part of the episode.
1: So I feel like that's really the main, that's like the, the main crux and they don't spoil anything, which is nice. So anytime they can do one of these teasers. Descriptions Mm -hmm. and not spoil things. Yeah. I'm happy with that.
0: So I think this first half, we're going to talk about everything except for Izzy. And then the next episode, we'll talk about Izzy.
1: I like it. I think that's perfect.
0: So that's the rundown of what is about to occur.
1: So So. I would like to start with (sighs) a little bit of a bad episode for Alex up until the end there.
0: Not a great Alex episode. I, I, I... empathize but do not support
1: it's like (laughs) it's like he spent four or five episodes becoming a good dude Mm -hmm. and then reverted back to the good old days of the 1950s where you can dictate your your wife's life
0: i think it's just that one scene where he's yelling at her that's upsetting
1: yeah like i'm your husband you will do as i say
0: i did not care for that (laughs) phrase um
1: yeah that was uh, rough like that his rough. scene
0: with Derek was great I really mm-hmm. loved it when he's talking to Derek and he's like what would you do if it was Meredith um, you know talk uh, to me
1: like I'm eating fucking cereal with yeah you. talk
0: to me like <laughs> a friend like, like you, the person whose cereal you eat in the morning yeah um, and he, Derek's like I can't do that and he's like no okay I have this whole thing because I think it's like
1: I'm, really I don't know if that's scene. where you wanted to start but I had to just get that off my chest of like I am surprised I'm surprised that you wanted to start there I'm, I'm I thought you would want to start with something else. Oh, I I want to get to Well, that's next episode because I want to get to Catherine Heigl's boobs later.
0: No, 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 not that. But I did when I was watching it I was like, well, he's for sure going to say something about this
1: bikini. Yes. What what were you thinking? Where did you think I wanted to start?
0: George start at the very end of the episode oh man
1: i did i didn't see that coming i want (laughs) you to know that i have i have actually no idea what the fuck is going on with the show anymore (laughs) i thought i was lost when denny was the fucking grim reaper trying to kill izzy now i have no idea what's happening (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah okay, okay well okay let's back on. Let's, let's cool let's, our jets let's talk about let's talk alex a little bit which i guess we can also talk more alex in the next part when we talk about izzy but we'll talk about this scene with Derek specifically because this was a really good scene
1: yeah wait hold on um, before you do that i gotta give the uh the you know the traditional all right guys we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into it <laughs> at
0: 15 minutes in yes um okay so uh alex this is the scene where alex is asking Derek. So they've told Izzy not good news. And so Alex is like, I'm going to go talk to Derek out there. I've got questions. Um, So he says, if you had to, he's like, tell me what to do, you know, whatever. And Derek is like, I can't like, I'm, I'm the doctor. And he said, Alex says, if you had to choose between spending a few more months with Meredith, knowing she was going to die, watching her hurt, watching her sick, or spending the rest of your life with someone who looked like Meredith, but wasn't her anymore. She is the one good thing that has ever happened to me. The one good thing. So I need to know what to do. I need you to tell me what if it was Meredith. And Derek's like, I would ask her to have the surgery. I Now, this is important. I will say credit to Derek. I would ask her to have the surgery not storming and screaming at her that she had to have it. Right. <laughs> so I'm right. Not, it's not on Derek for bad advice.
1: <sighs> also, it's, I will say, so I, there's obviously a ton of mixed feelings with this and we have the return that we'll get to of, um, what's her name and how to get away with murder. Um,
0: in how to get away with murder. Her name is Bonnie in real life. Her name is Liza while
1: Liza Wilde. So she's Bonnie. She's what's Amanda the name? Tanner. Yeah, Amanda Tanner and Allison and and not Shondaland is Piper McGillicuddy, right? I made up that last name. I have no Paris Geller. What did I say? Piper? Who's Piper?
0: Piper McGillicuddy.
1: (laughs) I made up the last name. It's Paris, not Piper. (laughs) I don't know where I got Piper from. Paris McGillicuddy was made up on the spot. There's no there's no connection in my brain to that at all. Paris Geller related to Ross and Monica Geller.
0: Yeah, cousin to Ross and Monica.
1: Okay. Anyways. Oh, okay. Wait. Hold on. Oh,
0: we have to pay our respects to Matthew Perry.
1: We do. This is probably yeah.
0: truly one of the most upsetting celebrity deaths for me. Like I know I also- I've talked about friends on this show endlessly. I've like, it's one of my comfort shows. It was the first show that I was like asking for on DVD in like middle school, so I had all the DVDs before like Netflix was a thing, and that and then I also had the box set of like all ten seasons, which I still have that. Um, and I like can, you know, obviously stream it, but I was really heartbroken and just like shocked. And, um, Matthew Perry obviously had like, he went through so much in his life. Um, and he really came out of it, like, so like on the, on the better side of it. And he helped like, because of what he went through, he wanted to help other people. And that's like, you know, he said in his memoir, like, um, one thing that I know about myself, I think the best quality that I have is anyone who asked me for help to, to stop drinking or stop drugs. Like I will do anything in my power to help them. And I think that's like so admirable, um, uh, you know, for someone to have gone through that and he's, he really struggled so much, you know, he went to rehab like so many times and so many detoxes and just really like does a number on your body physically and mentally. And I just think like he was so talented, um, as an actor, but he was, like he just obviously I didn't know him, but like I you know read a lot about him and I like watched him in interviews, and I was such a fan, and he just really like seemed such a genuine like good person, and it just really like broke my heart to see to see that
1: yeah i I feel like i I hope you're okay with this I would like to just commit to doing one of our next couple of Patreon episodes as just a tribute and just going through some of our favorite, uh, Matthew Perry movies or Mm -hmm. friends moments. I, I, uh, there, this is one of those ones where you will remember kind of where you were at when you, you found the news and it's such, it's such a weird thing to in our day and age because my initial first reaction was okay here's another fucking celebrity death prank like why are we doing this well i
0: yeah i didn't think it was a prank but i was like this is gonna be wrong i was like i just kept waiting for it to be like oh there was a death at his house like it was someone else like i just kept waiting for the tmz because tmz broke it which like sometimes tmz is not reputable and sometimes unfortunately they are and they are I will say wildly disrespectful with um death stories um you know they they broke the Kobe Bryant thing like before his wife and family had been notified which was like TMZ sucks like so when I saw that that was the source I was like okay questionable and again I just kept waiting for it to be like well you know because a lot of I think they're truly like um like someone just sits on the police scanner, basically. That's what I think they do. And they just like know where celebrities live. Um, So I was like, okay, maybe, you know, someone was just called to this address for something and they're just assuming it was him. You know, maybe it wasn't. That's kind of where I was. I was like, there's no way. Um, And then it was like confirmed and it just like, it just, I, I mean, it was like so surreal because I was like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It's just really hard. Like when they're, it's a younger person like that. Like, I don't think 54 is old. Um,
1: no, absolutely not. And,
0: you know, obviously like, yes, his body had been through a lot in his, in his life, but still it's just like when you, especially like for our generation and I think to our parent generation, like really we're with friends. Like I grew up watching it from more of like a young age, but I think probably our parent generation grew up like watching it like at that age that they were, you know what I mean? Um, and so it's just, like, a lot for people um, to have such, like, a rate- relatable, like, real character. And then, again, obviously, he did, like, other movies, and um, he's very talented. And it was really so sad, and it just really, like, caught me off guard. And I was I was just, like, waiting for someone to be like, it was a mistake. It wasn't real. But yeah. they did set up um, a foundation in his name to help people uh, overcome addiction, which I think is really, like, I think he would
1: really love that. Yeah, it's definitely... He he will he will have a chance for his legacy to outlive him. Oh, for which sure. is for which sure. is really incredible. And also, I don't know. A, I don't know a ton about him in his personal life outside of the addiction. But overall, like Hollywood good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Never yep. never in like a sexual really assault scandal. Or really um, just any
0: scandals at all.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, granted, the, the whole the drug abuse thing, that's well, yeah, kind of a scandal yeah. in itself. But there's yeah. no... That was always in, internal. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that he was doing and causing trauma to someone else physically, right? Like, watching mm-hmm. people go through their drug abuse obviously causes trauma. Like, we're not going to get down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But it is, it's is—it's nice to know that he wasn't, like, molesting people or, like, jacking <laughs> off in front of kids, right? Or like, just like he,
0: being a dick, right? Yeah.
1: Like, So no
0: one ever said he was shitty to work with, like,
1: right. So like
0: he was so happy and welcoming and like, you know, just like a good person.
1: So rest in peace, Matthew Perry. I thank you. I am really glad that you brought that up. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll commit to all of you out here. If you're interested in listening to that Patreon episode, as well as any of our other Patreon content, including our brand new discord channel, which has been popping off, make sure you hit that link in the description of the episode and follow there. And, um, Click which tier you want. But Matthew Perry, um just a good dude. And you also know. one of, if not one of the top three for me, best characters on Friends. Maybe. Oh, he's,
0: my, he's my hands down. My number one
1: always has been. He's Chandler's top three. Been. He's top three for me.
0: For sure. The reason that I am as sarcastic as
1: I am. Could you be any more sarcastic? Probably not. <laughs> Actually, though.
0: Basically, I don't know that I could be.
1: Oh uh, uh, okay. goodness! So, anyways, yes.
0: Sorry, what were we talking about? Paris, bacon. Keller? Oh,
1: yeah, Paris Geller. Yeah. Well, you you brought her up. No, but I just I was like, oh, she's in the she's in the episode. We were talking she's about the, the the situation specifically where Derek was saying not I shitty. would ask. Yeah, not shitty. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I I think. One of the things I think what I was going to say is I respect in this episode the way that Derek handled the situation. Mm -hmm, And he's looking at it through a lens of, I know what I can do best to my ability. Mm -hmm. And if I do the surgery, it's completely on me. If we wait and we have Dr. Swender do what she does, I have no control over it. And I, all surgeons are going to have their own ego. They're going to think that they're right. Dr. Swender is going to think that they're right. So I can appreciate the lens that Derek was using in this entire episode regardless of how he treated Meredith and then Christina at one point. um,
0: Can we talk about how Christina was like, did you want to apologize? And and he just just stares at her. She deserved an apology. I know she did. All of the women on this show deserve apologies from Derek. Probably. All of them? (laughs) Probably. Probably. At some point, if they haven't yet, they probably will. It
1: just even if it's a preemptive apology, <laughs> yeah. Hey, in three episodes, I'm gonna be I shitty. I will be shitty. So I'm so sorry.
0: Um, okay, so yeah, not the best Alex episode. Um, he's it's just a roller coaster episode for Alex. Which again, I empathize with his um, stress, his pain, his fear. Um, he doesn't handle it well. You know, he does not handle it well. I also lash out at people in times of stress, so I cannot say that, like, I'm above it. I do the same thing. Um, But it's, like, the whole, like, you will listen to me because I'm your husband is, like, yikes, that is yucky.
1: Women had come so far up until that point.
0: (laughs) Yes, Alex (laughs) Alex Alex set us back. Alex set back feminism.
1: (laughs) The one line
0: goodness um, okay so yeah we'll talk more about alex and izzy um in the next little bit but uh in the next half but um what else from this do you want to hit do you want to hit the george let's just talk Hally? about george
1: the okay. the bot well no let's let's talk about that we'll we'll do a quick um no let's talk about george and then we'll we'll pause for some regional sponsors yeah Okay. Goodness.
0: So um, George goes to Owen at the beginning of the episode, and he's like, "Hey, why am I not on trauma?" And Owen's like, "Oh, I have this other case. I want you on." So he takes him and uh, he to a patient who is in with Callie. This patient's name is Charlie. He has been, I, I guess I don't know if he's fully discharged. Dishonorably, like I don't really know what the situation is. He was in Iraq. He is now back from Iraq. He has like pain in his leg that has there's there seems to be no identifiable source. But he um, is, like, taking painkillers that aren't working. He is, like, can't walk, can't run, can't do anything. And he just really wants to go back and, like, be back with the army in, in, uh, in Iraq. And so um, Owen is very for this man chopping his seemingly healthy leg off. Now, I will never discredit someone who says they are in pain and they cannot find a source because I have been that person. And I have had doctors basically say like, it's in your head and it's like a really shitty thing. Um, And it's exhausting to be in pain and not really have anyone believe you or like just be blown off or whatever um, and not have relief. Um, And especially like, you know, with the opioid epidemic being what it has been, like there's definitely even stigma around like getting Pain treatment to manage pain Especially if they can't find a source Like it's going to be that much harder But that's a whole other soapbox That I can dive off of another day But um So I feel I empathize with this man It sucks Um, I have never felt This strongly about anything Um Like wanting to do Something so badly that I would like Want to cut my leg off Um and I for know a chance are, not even for yeah, a guarantee yeah which you know props to anyone who serves in the military because like being willing to give your life for a cause is very admirable um i couldn't do it <laughs> um so i can't i, I couldn't appreciate. even make
1: it through basic training they would say drop no. and give me 20 and i would say but why what's my mm, motivation but
0: uh, what if i didn't
1: Yeah. Um, Could I give you one? Could I give you (laughs) zero? 20 high fives. (laughs) I'll give you a hug. Call it even.
0: Hey, I'll give you a candy. Yeah. Um, Okay. So yes, um, this guy, he's like cut off my leg and uh, Owen is pro this and Callie is like, I will do more tests and we'll give you an epidural to like help you with the pain right now. But like, I simply will not cut off your leg. It is healthy and it goes against Basically what she's saying is like, it goes against everything that I do. Yeah. Um, which is understandable and correct. And, uh, so there's a lot of back and forth, you know, they do more scans. They can't find anything. He's very frustrated. He just wants to go back and Kelly's like, what if I do this? You know, there's going to be recovery and then it's going to be months before you even have the prosthetic. And then it's going to be like, uh learning curve trying to, you know, operate with your prosthetic as like in your day-to-day life and then to try and maybe the army will take you back. But what if they don't? And you know, he's like, no one, you know, I don't have family here. Like my family is here, but like, they don't know me. The guys in Iraq, like that's my family. Like the people I'm fighting with, they get me, they understand, like we're the same, blah, 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 all the stuff. Um, and I mean, I think we can definitely relate to having chosen family. I mean, obviously I also like my family, but I definitely, uh, relate to the concept of, like, having chosen family who also, like, really understand you and, like, are part of who you are as well.
1: Yeah. Um, the thing I thought so, was really interesting about this particular scene, in in addition to that, is he's like, you, you can't scare me. Like, yeah. you, with what I have gone through, what you're saying is not scary. I'm telling you to chop off a perfectly good leg. I'm not yeah. scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And and Callie does a good job. The thing that I don't like about this whole storyline is Hunt's kind of complacent. And he's like, I mean, war well, is war. I think
0: he's, he's pushing a little too hard to get Callie to do this when she clearly yeah. is, like, uncomfortable with valid reason. I mean, I understand, like, the concept yeah, of advocating the right for the patient. Um, and I understand trying to get her to look at it from another point of view. But at no point is, does he even ask the patient, like, do you want to, like, talk this through? He's immediately like, yeah, why not?
1: Because they have a connection, um, right? Like the right. Charlie knew Hunt's mm-hmm. old squad uh, leader or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So.
0: Someone in common. Um, and also just like the connection of what they had experienced, like being right. overseas, um, being deployed and everything. Um, and then I will say props to when he does the whole like you can't scare me thing. Um. Uh he then goes back to Callie and George and apologizes. And he's like, I understand that you're just trying to do your job, but like, um, this is like, imagine a scenario where you couldn't be a doctor anymore. Like, wouldn't you want to do everything you could to have the chance to continue to be a doctor? Um, I
1: thought that was a really good scene too. And also let the record show he has apologized more. (laughs) As a guest appearance, than most most of the men in this show. Uh, yeah, that's a dagger. That's a dagger. I will say in this exact moment, shout out to our dear friend Janisha because she um, has has pointed out that sometimes the actions speak louder than the words. For the apologies, uh, I will you say know what
0: speaks the loudest is changed behavior, <laughs> and I don't see that.
1: Um, I was I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say um. You know, it speaks louder than actions is the words that say I so
0: I mean, I just don't feel like you can't do both. Like, yes, right. Actions do speak loudly, but you can also verbalize things.
1: Yeah, but anyways, I just I want you to know, uh, Janisha, that, that that sticks with me. That's something that I think about um, whenever I whenever Kelsey says whenever Derek you doesn't don't apologize.
0: apologize. Yeah, my actions clearly
1: are saying that I apologize. So I'm actually Janisha brings up a really great point. We should we should really validate that and not yeah, discredit that in any way, Kelsey. <laughs> So anyways, I, also I got
0: into, um, I wouldn't say an argument. Because I would. We were both, I know you would. Um, but we were both being very courteous, but a stranger on Twitter. So stranger on Twitter, if you have come to listen to this show, because, um, there was a comment about something with Derek on Twitter and I commented back on it. And the person was basically like, do you not like Derek? And I said, no. And they were like, okay, can you explain why? And I said, Yes I can and I went through many many reasons And she well because she had been like well Meredith and Derek have their ups and downs But like every couple does like it's real Which is valid like uh, yes I don't expect them To show me Meredith and Derek Just floating through life Like getting everything handed to them And having o- only happiness all the time um, That's not the issue <laughs> My issue is he doesn't apologize And she does so much more work On their relationship um, which was a point that I made to her. And she was like, okay, thank you for sharing. And I was like, yeah, I didn't change your mind, but yet. <laughs> well,
1: I don't have access to that X account. <laughs> but uh, if I did, I would say something along the lines of, come join us on this journey. Because it is, it's is—it's an arc. There are mm-hmm. There are moments where I will say, anyone listening out there, you've heard, if you've heard every single episode that we've done, there are moments where Kelsey has called out and given props to Derek on how he has acted. It's not often say, but she gives this, respect where respect is due.
0: I said this to the person. I was like I think that Derek is a good doctor and a good teacher most of the time honestly. Um I don't think he's a bad person. I know I say he's a shitty person a lot, but I don't think he's a bad person like at his core. I think he's like super entitled and narcissistic. Um and like just not narcissistic in like the diagnosed way narcissistic just like He has a big ego. Kind of way. But all
1: the things that you hate about Derek, you love about me.
0: Mm. And then... (laughs) Dagger. Uh, And then, yeah, I just take a lot of... Oh, so we really
1: are going to gloss over that, huh? You're not Mm going to...
0: Sometimes I point out that you're like Derek. Thank you. When you don't apologize.
1: I accept your apology.
0: I never needed to
1: apologize to you
0: that's <laughs> not true i have actually apologized to you on more than one
1: we 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 I, I, honestly we, we okay. have a good we have a good uh apologetic we relationship we communicate well we do i feel like um
0: but a anyways, lot of healing a so lot of healing taking place I here. i hope that person comes and listens to me and gets even more mad about how much i shit talk derek <sighs> anyways the main point is i think Derek. if they leave in, us in a one-star
1: review <laughs> anywhere i'll be so mad at you <laughs>
0: I don't care. If your reason for leaving us a one star review is that I don't like Derek, like, that's a bad reason.
1: There are worse reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. Okay. So what are we talking about here? So George, George George, and Charlie and Callie and hunt.
0: So yeah, Charlie apologizes and kind of changes their mind. And even though in the surgery, Callie still has that moment where she's like, I, this is not like, I need to be told why I'm doing this. Like I am hurting him. And they're like, no, you're not like a mentally, there's just such like a different kind of connection that I think when you're so like a doctor especially what callie does with like orthopedics like the connection of like the mind and the body is very powerful and i think it's hard for her to like put those two together for this scenario because that's just not normally really where she sits with her work um so yeah obviously she ends up doing it
1: i'm a little bit concerned that we never once see a psych consult though
0: yeah i'm i'm on i agree with you i really do um
1: Cause they've done episodes where they clearly are saying, Oh, we need to get a psych consult. Like,
0: well, that one guy said, it's not my foot, which feels a little different than chronic pain.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: But I mm-hmm. do agree that I think like just bringing psych in, especially when he says like, basically that he has no family here. Like I feel like, Oh, it's not a, like, my foot. System.
1: Forgot about that episode. Yeah. The
0: I was Halloween like, episode. he didn't
1: say that here. Yeah. I remember now. Know no, no, that,
0: but yeah, because the guy said, like, oh, I don't have anyone here. I feel like the site console would have been beneficial to have like a support person through the transition process. Um, once like the recovery process after surgery and whatnot, but alas, I'm not a doctor, yeah. Anyway, so they do it
1: and um, they cut to the camera, zoom in on the bone saw, going to town <laughs> really, on
0: the leg, really zoom in,
1: and I'm like, too much, guys. Like, I <laughs> I'm not grossed out by that, but maybe a bit too dramatic in this scene. Yeah, it was a lot. I could be um, wrong, but yeah, I was like, eh, it's a bit overkill, guys. It's so, bit overkill.
0: yes, um, George's interaction with both Owen and Charlie lead him to make a bold
1: decision. And that decision we will talk about after a word. From our regional sponsors, which I do want to point out, everyone, we do not select our regional sponsors. We uh, work with an agency that provides us sponsorship time. So just know that if ever you hear a sponsor that uh, doesn't align with what you think that we think and feel in our hearts, defer to what we say and how we feel. Yeah, Um, so uh,
0: we're just, let's not, let's just say it. Um, we got a message from Lake. I think it was Lake, yes. Lake in Florida, um, who says that she's gotten ads for like very pro Second Amendment people, which like is it eh, whatever. Um, we don't love that, but like we also it is what it is. And then um, but specifically what we wanted to really, really say that we're super against is um Ads for churches talking about being very anti LGBTQIA plus, um, which is like very clearly we are not aligned with that um, system of like not supporting those people. Yeah, um, we literally to refer be to our
1: last episode <laughs> yeah. having. a a member of the community here as a guest and in a safe space who is one of our friends that we have made. Literally we've gone to a gay wedding in the last month. Like it is, yeah, clearly not where we stand on that. So,
0: yeah. So we want to, if you, if you get those ads, like it, unfortunately we are, we, we appreciate that she brought that to our attention unfortunately we don't get the choice and we it honestly it literally never even crossed my mind that that would happen because i was getting here ads i was getting ads for like health insurance and banks and i get kroger like
1: hardy's kroger so yeah yeah, it was kind
0: of it was a bummer um but yeah just know that like unfortunately we don't have control over that and we are kind of looking at shifting yeah our platform situation in anyways but uh here's a word from regional sponsors hope they don't suck One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have *Middle Tide* by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PETALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready.
1: and we are back. Hopefully that wasn't bad. Hopefully that was not bad. So George, yeah. what does he yeah. do Kelsey?
0: <laughs> well, he just joins that army, just joins it right up. Okay, I'm so let's shocked. the the way they do this reveal at the very end. So we'll, we're we're going to talk about Owen and Christina in a minute, but like obviously so at the end, so in this episode Owen tells Christina he wants to go back. She gets upset. They have moments of connection. Um he wants her to support Him and all this stuff Um, We'll get into that in a minute So at the very end of this episode Owen and Christina are in their In Owen's truck and he's like will you come in with me And the way they are cutting it Is that they're also cutting to an army Recruitment office And someone goes in To the recruiter's office and he's like hey there's one more He says he's a doctor and he really needs to do it today And they're like cool send him in So then like they're cutting and then like Owen's knocking on a door And then the, the guy said the army guy says Come in and then the door opens and it's Owen is actually at his mom's house, and then so you're like, it's kind of weird, and you're like, what were you? What was your thought process at that point?
1: So, it in hindsight, it makes sense that it's mm-hmm. George because he's there with that patient all day. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely was expecting it to be a no-name throwaway intern that we're never going to see again. Oh, okay i was like oh okay well if it's not because once it pans to uh owen's mom who is the judge from scandal yes uh i was like okay so it's not it's not owen then they're clearly doing some sort of misdirect so you but knew I, it
0: wasn't you didn't think it was owen okay that's really no. what i was good if you were like thought it, like they st- it was also so then you know at the very end there's the guy going through his paperwork and he's like, great. Welcome to the stands up. like, welcome to the army. And it pans around and it's George. And then it just, the future is never what you think it will be. There's the voiceover or something like that.
1: Yeah. I'm, I was, I was absolutely shocked. Didn't yeah, see I that mean, coming at I remember
0: at all. watching it live mouth agape being like,
1: what? <sighs> because yeah. here's, here's the thing. Think, think on my predictions, people. <laughs> I feel like my predictions show what I'm truly guessing and thinking is moving forward in this show. Mm-hmm. Never once w- has my prediction been, "Oh, George is going to go to the army; he's going to be an army doctor." Nothing you close.
0: Said, you said trauma, which I guess is maybe kind of close. Field, based on field what we trauma know about Owen, um, but yeah, you you said trauma, but that's really all you've really said for George. I feel like prediction wise recently.
1: So I. Can't imagine that George is leaving the show, mm-hmm. but if George and Izzy both—if Izzy dies and George joins the army in the same episode and they never come back—I will never have seen any of this coming. <laughs> because he's someone that I was guessing is on the show for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, like I said, I remember watching this and being shocked. I mean, I was like, "Oh, cool, they're getting rid of Owen. one."
1: <laughs> <And Ugh>. Nope.
0: <laughs> Was not what they were doing, apparently. Um, but, yeah, I remember being shocked. And also, like, it's George. Yeah. Like, if I showed you all of the people in the show and I was like, pick which one of these people wants to go to the army. I don't feel like you would be George. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Does does George leave the show?
0: I'm not. did I answer your question?
1: Okay. Thought I could Cry sneak that one pi- by you. <laughs> When I, have I
0: ever answered your questions?
1: Uh, when I asked about Burke. And you were like, no, yeah, he's really gone. <laughs> or And it was also there was one time when Addison got sued. Oh, yeah.
0: When it's when it's the patients and it, like, doesn't matter. But I'm never going to answer a question about a main character.
1: Oh, so he is a main character. You, is George a
0: main character? Is that what you're asking?
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you answer that? <laughs> So, I mean, I know
0: he's been absent, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that was definitely that floored me. That floored me for sure. So I don't know what's going on, but it was it was nice that Owen went and got to see his mom. Mm-hmm. It was nice that Christina was there with him, and yeah, it was nice. Owen and
0: Christina then
1: they, from, the, from, the, from the beginning.
0: They, it was a good episode. I like his... He's very like keeping her involved about his therapy, which I appreciate um, because obviously she like he caused her this great drama and also like physical harm. Um, so I appreciate that he's like keeping her updated on it. Obviously if she was, if she ma- like set a boundary that was something along the lines of, I don't want to hear this. It's too much for me. Then I would be annoyed that he was doing it, but he has, she has shown an interest. Like she has asked him about it. So I appreciate that he shows her, like keeps her informed and like is in the loop with her. Um, And, and he goes up to her and he's like, Hey, like I had a really good session with my therapist today. And she's like, cool. Did you talk to her about your mom? And he's like, and she goes, does your mom know you're back yet? Like, does not, he does not care to be called out.
1: Yeah. He he also (laughs) says, he just has no answers for these questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's not hiding it. He just, you know,
0: But um, so obviously working on this case with Charlie kind of helps him reconcile why he hasn't because I don't think he's been able to really put a finger on why he hasn't told his mom yet. Right. Um, And this case working with Charlie really like helps him nail down that feeling. And so he goes to her. And says, uh, I realize the reason I haven't told my mother I'm back is because a part of me is still over there. I made a commitment to the army that I wasn't able to fulfill. If my unit hadn't been destroyed, I would still be there. So no wonder I can't sleep a night or look my mother in the eye. No wonder you and I, we can't move forward. My work there isn't done until it is. I have no business being here, so I've decided to go back. And Christina says, I have to go. (laughs) And then he says, like, I could really use your support. And she goes, you don't have it.
1: Which... I respect her being honestly uh, as blunt as you can be. There's no yeah. dancing around it. Owen, you're asking for my support. You don't have it.
0: Which is very different. She's not saying don't go in this. She might say it kind of later. But she is saying, well, you don't have my support. Which I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, she's so selfish, whatever. But like, they're not in a relationship right no. now. No, She doesn't owe him that. Like, I understand they're, like, kind of working towards that, and it's, like, the implication is that they want to be together, Um, but she doesn't owe him just, like, blind support because they had this thing for a while, like, back and forth.
1: Right. Well, also, it's, like, if you were saying, hey, Carmen, I want to go punch my mom in the mouth tomorrow, like, (laughs) and I really could use your support, I'd be, like, you don't – what – I don't <laughs> no. know
0: if that's a great comparison to going and fighting for your country, but I appreciate what you're trying to do.
1: The point is, is it's at okay the end not of the day, to support people. It's okay to not support people <laughs> if you don't agree with them. Uh, and also, well, I guess the difference is Christina may still love Owen if he goes into the army. I think if I knew that you just consciously chose to punch your mom, I'd be like, ooh, yeah. I don't like this friendship anymore. Yeah. This is icky, a little icky. Yeah. So, anyways, I the thing that was interesting about their dynamic in this episode is I don't know that I feel like Christina really cares about their long termness together. Why do you, like, you say Like, I think that? I don't know. It just felt colder than usual. It felt more abrupt, uh, comparatively. Like. Coming off Like No I guess I shouldn't say that Maybe I'm looking too much into it Because what I was going to say Is we came off the heels Of an episode Where she Beats the fan Off of the wall mm-hmm. But She did go with him To see his mom So mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just getting a lot I think
0: she has a lot Her mental bandwidth Right now It's like all with the whole yeah. Izzy situation There's like That's a lot fair. going on That's fair And this Owen thing Has really been drug out Like she's really been Dealing with this For a long time
1: Yeah That's fair. I guess I want resolution on them. I just need to know, are they going to be together or are they not going to be together? I want them to be together. I need the writers to decide.
0: Why don't you make it happen like that time you killed Dylan?
1: I'm going to manifest that the next episode, they're going to have sex together and make make up and and date in a relationship.
0: Okay. Okay. The finale Um, is going
1: to be action-packed. <laughs> so much in the finale, <laughs>
0: um so yeah, then they have the scene later after um Christina and Dr. Swinder have the bad surgery with Pariskeleller um Christina's outside, she's upset and Owen comes and finds her and sits with her. And she says, it doesn't matter how good you are or how hard you work. You can do all the research. You can master all the latest techniques. You can be the best. You can be the best surgeon in the world. But your patients are still going to die. Because the next day or the next or month or year, you know, they're just going to get hit by a car. And there's nothing you can do about it. And then she says, I don't want
1: you to die. I don't want you to die.
0: Which I feel like is valid. I'm glad that she said it. She looked, she doesn't want him to die. And it's not like he's not in danger. Clearly his entire platoon died. So anyways, I think they're communicating well at this point. Um, I, I think he's doing, he's trying to do this work, you know? And I, I like the progress of him going to see his mom.
1: Yeah. That was a big step. That
0: feels like a good, Point of like progress with this journey that he's on with the therapy and like finding himself in like, you know, the before what happened and after what happened and all this. So,
1: yeah, I like that. So with Christina and Owen, I'm I'm going to predict that he's not going back to Iraq. He's going to end up not going back. And they're going to have sex next episode and start dating again. That's my prediction oh, for okay. now.
0: Um, so next episode is the actual finale.
1: You're Yes. This, right? The season okay. five finale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the season five finale, no, the series finale, this se- in the season five finale Izzy dies. George goes away to band camp. Owen and Christina <laughs> have sex camp. to band camp. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I, <laughs> and Meredith and Derek get married. So next episode is going to be packed.
0: Yeah. Let's talk Meredith and Derek really quick. Um, so, first, we of all, also I think need to talk episode- about
1: Mark and Lexi
0: <laughs> oh right
1: and and Weber and Bailey in Arizona. oh
0: right, maybe we'll do that next time. We'll do that <laughs> in the next one. We'll do that one in the next one um okay, so i thought I thought the episode started nice. you know, they wake up, they have the just married sign, like the de- decorations from the wedding episode the night before they wake up in front of the fireplace again, same place they woke up in the um pilot so cute and she in the voiceover she's like oh the one night sand you wanted to forget is the love of your life all the stuff so cute love it um, and she's like how long have you been up and he says oh I've been up for a long time I've all night I've been trying to figure out how to get the tumor out of Izzy's head and I figured it out like I can do it yay um, I'm a genius I'm amazing I'll never apologize for anything and, and you so- think that the
1: episode is going to go all uphill from there <laughs> this you- is it it's all going to be only great good
0: news Um, so then, you know, with the Izzy things, Meredith, which we'll talk more in depth about the next episode, but Meredith obviously crosses a lot of boundaries as far as doctor versus friend. She just tells Izzy, you can't have surgery. Derek is obviously adamant that he can successfully do this surgery. Um, so Derek is mad at Meredith, um, for doing that. And, Honestly, I will say I feel like his anger is valid in that moment. Um, So I'm not I will give him that, that credit that Meredith was in the wrong.
1: It was valid. I don't like that. He didn't apologize to Christina, though.
0: No, he should have apologized.
1: Yeah. Also, let's think about where we've come from with Derek. Derek, just two or three episodes ago, was drunk in the woods because he never wanted to practice medicine again. And now he's so confident that he can save Izzy that he's just going to s- not sleep at all the entire night and lay staring at his fiance and then go into surgery with no sleep because he's so confident. Uh, remember that time he got all of them drunk and he was like... Th- there, Callie and Hunt were like, I'll take a beer now. You've depressed me enough. I need a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Look at us now. Chopping off legs.
0: Uh, good times. Good times. Um. So, yeah. Uh. Anyways, the big thing with Meredith and Derek, obviously, is the end of the episode where she says, like, before he goes into surgery um, on Izzy, she says.
1: Let's go to town hall. Let's fucking do this shit. I
0: don't want to spend another day not being married. Oh, it's when they're talking the whole DNR thing. Um, Yeah, I don't want to spend another day not being married to you, which I do think is nice.
1: Can I also just share a personal story about this moment? Mm -hmm. I paused the show right here and I asked Jessica to come into the other room to, to sit with me. And I said, hey, Jessica, can you just come sit with me for a minute? And she's like, I'm busy doing dishes. What do you want? I just, I said, could you just come sit with me? And she looked at me and she walked the other way and she did not come sit with me. But all I wanted to do in that moment was say, I'm so sad because Izzy's going to die and Meredith and Derek are about to get married and I just love you. And she didn't want to hear it.
0: Well, maybe you should have communicated that before making her stop what she's doing.
1: Maybe she should just assume positive intent.
0: Well, maybe you should do the dishes.
1: I, you, okay. You know what?
0: Not only you, like we should take turns doing dishes. We should all do our dishes. We should
1: ask Jessica who had done the last two loads of dishes before last night. Because their answer is named me. Anyways. I am looking Uh forward to them getting married at city hall. Moments after Izzy dies.
0: Yeah. Moments after, whilst she's on her deathbed.
1: The soul will have not fully even left the body.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyways, that's like the big Meredith and Derek takeaway of this one.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I, I want them to be married. I enjoy them together when Addison's not involved. (laughs) I have said this. They are so much better in a relationship when they're not sneaking around these fleeting glances while he's actively ignoring his wife, who he said he's committed to Yeah, yeah. after I cheating agree. on her in a prom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, you know, we've come a long way.
1: We have, we have,
0: I agree. They have moments where I'm like, not against their relationship. I just think that he is worse at their relationship. <laughs>
1: yeah and she
0: i just like think people don't respect the fact that meredith worked so hard on herself to be able i mean like yes obviously also to like make herself like the best version of herself but again i also think that just like i think the catalyst for owen was the christina thing i think the catalyst for meredith was because she realized that being whole and healed also meant that she could like be with this man that she loved And that's like a lot of work, like a lot of hard work, like self-work that she did. And people just gloss over that. And then they're like, but look, they're so cute together. And I'm like, but like, he sucks sometimes, (laughs) like a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. And if you think back to early episodes, while Derek may have been more ready than Meredith was, Mm -hmm. it has shifted. And Derek is still having these preconceived notions built off the past that he's not willing to get. Uh, over.
0: Yeah, I really don't feel like he gives Meredith enough credit. Absolutely for the work not. She did. No, no. And that's really a lot of where my issues sit. Anyways, real quick, there's, we'll do Mark and Lexi real quick. Cause that's so fast. Mark's like, Oh, you know, Meredith and Derek are probably gonna not want us to live in the attic anymore. So I was thinking of, um, getting my own condo or whatever. And she's like, oh, that's so great. Then you'll have your own place. Like, that's so nice. And he's like, yeah. And I thought maybe you could come with me. And she's like, yeah, I would love to look at them with you.
1: Fucking hilarious. Also, I think she, is she still pregnant here or just had her kid? One or the other. I don't remember which one. Because she she's glowing. She's, she looks wonderful. She is beautiful. Uh, yeah. And then Derek is just sitting there. As any typical best friend would. And Mark's like, well, how much of that did you hear? And he's like, well, I heard you totally bomb everything. And she rejected yeah. you because you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> oh, also, you're he, going too fast.
0: This is the part that I really... This is where I did get mad at, Mer- at Derek. He goes, you don't have to do everything I do. Shut up, Derek. Yeah,
1: it's not about you, dude. They like are so damn. in love. Oh, He's so gross.
0: Anyways, um, so... <laughs> I
1: don't think that that was gross, but that definitely was like way too self-centered even for this man is gross for most of like for, even for Derek standards, that was a bit over the top self-centered. Yeah, It's not about you, Derek, this, him inviting his girlfriend to move in and go to see a condo and like, like be a part of his life has nothing to do with you. Calm the fuck down.
0: Um, and so then later on, obviously Mark goes back and he's like, I wasn't asking you to like house shop with me. I was asking you to move in with me. And she's like, yeah, I would love to in 10 years. 10 years? Like, listen, I respect a girl wanting to have her career, but, like, that's a long-ass time.
1: Also, like, stop. You can't rationalize love and romantic Mm -hmm. feelings like that. Mm -hmm. She's looking at two different things in two completely different lenses. Yeah.
0: Also, like... I mean, I've just never been the type of person to be like, I have to do this thing first and then I can do this thing. Plus, if you're going to be in the relationship, I don't understand how living together changes that, like changes your ability to be a resident.
1: Yeah, it doesn't.
0: Like, I just, I don't get it. Um
1: well, so and again, then I
0: am all four people moving at the pace that is correct for them. Like, I don't think you should like rush into things, especially if you're not ready. And if you don't feel like you can give like the amount of focus, but if, if you don't feel like you can give like the commitment, then I don't understand why you're in the relationship. That's what's confusing yeah, to me.
1: Exactly. But even then they're, they're like. He he was saying, Well, I mean, if we ever, like, you know, get, get like, if I ever ask you to marry.
0: He's like, me, Oh, all of, these, all of these people are married. And she's like, Are you asking me to marry you? He's like, No. Would you, though?
1: And then, should we stop face talking? Should we stop talking? say
0: no is like beyond me because I would be like, Yes.
1: Uh, either of them, they would I'd make the most beautiful babies in the world. Yeah. So um, it was a funny this, scene. It was, it the was rejection was after funny. Fumble. Yeah. It's also, it's, I I enjoy seeing Mark fail and get rejected.
0: I like seeing him flustered because it just like reinforces how much he cares about Lexi. Yes. Because he's always like so smooth with everything, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, Remember that time when him, Callie, and Han had a threesome and I was right about that? No. It seems like just yesterday.
0: Yeah, it never happened.
1: Oh. Well,
0: um, anyways, okay. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we go to the next one?
1: No, I think, I think we'll finish. We'll talk about, uh, Weber and Bailey and, uh, the Izzy storyline in the next episode. And, and how, how should we start next episode, Kelsey? Uh,
0: with everyone's favorite segment.